Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Sharon. And welcome to The Breakup Dress. Each week, we will be delving into the fashion world, tackling the issues around fast fashion, education about sustainable fashion, and we want you to get involved as we share memories from our wardrobes. Hello, welcome back. It's The Breakup Dress. Hello. We hope you had a lovely week. Oh my God. I My voice now, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's, <clears throat> it's a little bit husky and tired. Um, I was at a whiskey event last night and it was amazing and wonderful. But do you ever find sometimes you drink whiskey, like you can almost taste it the next day or not taste it, but like feel it? Um, yeah, I I have to say I don't often drink whiskey, but I can oh, hear I really it. Like I can whiskey. hear it in your poor little voice. Yeah, I know. I'm very husky, haven't I? <laughs> It's kind of sultry. I'm I go with this look. <laughs> yeah, it's my new sultry look. I do. I love a good whiskey. So shout out Fox's Bow. It's like a Limerick brand and a Limerick whiskey. So it's actually, oh, it's so nice. And I was trying to meet last night. Now, usually I'd have like a whiskey ginger or like a whiskey cocktail, but I had it neat and uh, very nice. I was like, oh, this is lovely. Get used to this now. Oh, it's very nice. Did you have a nice week? Oh my God. Sure. My birthday, which has been the longest 33rd ever. It's great. I've absolutely milked it. Um, so I ended up going out in Limerick for, wasn't really meant to be my birthday party, but it ended up being my birthday party. So I was like, okay, this is great. I'm going to go with this. Take so it we had a great time out. Yeah, I know. We actually had a really great time. My housemates were amazing. Like they set up all these balloons and I like, oh my God, I got like the biggest surprise ever. So it was class. And um, so yeah, I had a great time. And then we went to Lisbon. Oh yeah, we had a great time. Lisbon is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, I think, I think I went over there thinking, I don't know, I actually spoke to people since I came home about it and they were like, oh my God, I love Lisbon. And I was like, yeah, but like all they all we really did was eat and drink. And they were like, oh yeah, but that's Lisbon's famous for food. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So yeah. if you're into eating and drinking, which obviously I am, it's great. But I think I expected to be able to do more things. I think, like I was trying to explain, like I'm like a dog. I need to be walked every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a dog, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> I am though. I'm like a dog. This you walk every day. Yeah, and I'm more so- relaxed than you. I enjoy that. I enjoy taking my time. I like trying no. food. I love like chilling and just having some nice wine. And also, can I just say the weather over there, I packed completely wrong, brought woolly jumpers, trousers, boots. It was roasting. So thank God, only for Megan's wardrobe, I ended up wearing half of her clothes. I don't know how you, like, there's a, actually a photo of us that time outside that um, place. We got those shots, whatever they were. And I'm like in little tiny shorts, a little, little top and like my sandals. And you're in like black jeans, a black polo. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and I was yeah, actually how you know? but I am a cold creature. Like I am. I would, I think I feel the cold more than you. Yeah. And I think I'm just like stubborn. I think if I'm in a, a broad, I'm like, no, I'm dressing in holiday clothes. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, but now I, it, it backlashed on me that day. You'd gone home and we stayed on an extra day or two and it absolutely lashed out of the heavens. The day that we were actually going to go for a hike out to Sintra and Kashkash, but the rain was so bad. We, uh, we didn't have the proper clothes and it, it had to be abandoned. And I actually, look, these things happen. We've spoken about this before and this happens. I had this little light kind of, it's kind of not really light jumper, but it's like a light enough wool jumper, but the rain absolutely, when I say like the, the waist, the jumper afterwards, it just soaked in all the water. And I actually had, I was way away from where we were living and I had to go buy a jumper because I was like, I need a jumper. Um, so I just had to go into a, like a local boutique and just pretty much pick up the first thing. But you know what? I got this baby pink little kind of wool thing and I absolutely adore it. So it's well, something the thing. I got. 
if you're yeah. buying it with the thoughts of keeping it, you know, it, that's, it, it's all about your intention towards buying it and, you know, knowing that you're going to rewear it. That's, you know, I wouldn't, and people, I think as well, like people always, they think I'm the fashion police or something like, I'm like, oh, hey. And they're like, I got this dress in, in Zara. Like, don't judge me. And I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm not at all. It's not, it's, that's not the bad thing. Like everyone has to do it. You know, like if you're very stuck, sure, you know, I would do it if I was very stuck, but I would never buy something unless I knew I was going to wear it loads. And I think that's what's most important. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and I actually love the jumper and I brought it home and I've washed it already. And yeah, I, yeah, I actually, I, I adore it. I adore it. I think it was on my stories. Um, but yes, then I got back from Lisbon and yeah, there's not really much more to say after that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was only there for two days, but I feel like I, I fitted a lot in. I had a lot going on, so I couldn't stay any longer. But, um, yeah, my week, um, has been, I went actually home. It, it hasn't been very eventful. I went home on Monday because my little brother has immigrated to Canada. He's moved to Vancouver to be with my other sister. So my poor parents are devastated. But um, yeah, I knew he was home, but I didn't know that was the reason. I didn't realize he was leaving so soon until I actually saw Laura's post there during the week and he landed. And I was like, oh my God. Because yeah. I wasn't sure that's why you actually went home. So, oh my God, you're, oh, your poor parents. I know. They're just now really in Canada. Yeah, I know. So like... Yeah, it's tough, but you know what? I'm delighted for him. It just seems like every young person in Ireland is leaving right now. Like, I, uh, look, they've no other choice. To be honest, if, if I wasn't church tree, and now I'm not saying I'm too old to go abroad, but like, if I was in my twenties now, I'd be, I think I'd be definitely gone. Like, I actually part of me sometimes wishes I did the Australia thing even for a year. But yeah, it's kind of sad. It's actually sad again. It's, I feel like it's like that last recession. Remember when everyone yeah went off as well and like not everyone came home again like a lot of people like oh should they always it's like a cycle they all come back i was like no they don't like i have friends that went to australia and they're now actually married with kids and like fully settled over there and bought houses and there's no sign them coming home it's just sad that like we have to leave it's always who you don't expect though because my sister laura biggest home bird you know was like i'm never going i'm sure i'm only going to go for a year and now she's been there what, two years? She's applied for residency. Like, you know, oh. she, I know. And, and dad said he was like, she's never going to come home. And I was like, no, 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 she will. But you don't know. Oh. Like, you know, when you build a life there, you make new friends and, you know, it just seems like such a nice environment and the lifestyle like she has is incredible. So yeah, see, that's I can understand it. Well, guys, we'll be seeing all our stats now from Canada. They better go up. Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> also, actually, sorry, I have a work update. Okay, tell me. So, like, obviously I came back from Lisbon and you know where I went after Lisbon. Um, And then I got back and on the 1st of November, I just kind of, I like, I woke up with like a new attitude. I don't know, I just woke up and I thought, right, you've had your fun, you had your birthday week slash fortnight slash month. And then I just was <laughs> like... Slash month. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need, I need a change. I was like, I like to challenge myself and scare myself and, you know... I just feel like I ha- I've been living a very comfortable life the last while. And I was like, nothing excites me at the moment and nothing's kind of given me that like, I don't know, edge of my seat kind of thing. So with that, I handed in my notice <laughs> at work. Go you girl. I know you've been talking about it for a while. So you know what? Sometimes you need to just get uncomfortable to mm. get what you want. Yeah. And like, I'm a big believer in like, you just, you need to do these things. And I, mm. I like, and it wasn't like, it wasn't that I, I, like I could have stayed there and I could stay there for the next couple of years, but I was like, I just need a change. And it's more so for myself to kind of 
not not scare myself really, but like I said, to take on that challenge. Yeah. So it does mean by next month, which is of course is December and Christmas, <laughs> um, I well not effectively unemployed. Like I'm just going to dabble in um, freelancing, and it's so funny. Like in the few days already, I've actually had a few different kind of offers come my way for different mm-hmm. gigs and different things. So you know what? I'm going to just enjoy December, take it as it comes, take whatever roles come my way and stuff that I think suit me, and then maybe you know come January try make um either I don't know see what happens and I kind of like yeah. I'm actually really excited for it like it's kind of gas going hey yeah so for Christmas you're all getting my presents and not presents <laughs> yeah but that's you're, I'm gonna shower you all in love but <laughs> in saying that you do get a lot of freelance gigs and I yeah. have been at because obviously we've been friends for so long so I'm never really at the events that you MC. but I was at the digital business event there recently where you were and I was just like oh my god you're amazing you like you really brought so much crack to the room and I think it's just so funny when I know you personally you know you don't see that side to you and yeah I've seen you like do your thing in public and yeah see I am funny I am funny funny (laughs) (laughs) sometimes 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 but yeah there's just been it's just been a kind of mad time yeah there's just been loads going on so I feel like every week I'll be like oh yeah so I did this now and I did that now so Mm. yeah there's just a lot going on and then I guess personally there's just like I mean I won't even get into it because this is not a podcast about my personal life well I'm going to ask you what you ask me every week any dates Megan (laughs) (laughs) oh god Um, I don't know if I can call it a date yeah I'm not going to get into that now here because it's just going to like yeah no Yeah. Positive thoughts, positive thoughts. Breathe in, breathe out. Inhale, exhale. Let's move on and let's just forget about it. No dates. Any dates for you? No, let's move on. This is not a dating podcast. This is a fashion podcast. Right. So today we're going to talk about circular fashion. Have you heard of circular fashion, Megan? No, I absolutely don't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, can I just say, I know you've done a lot more research uh, for this week's podcast because I've just been a little bit all over the shop. Um, so yeah, what is circular fashion? <laughs> well, it's not just with fashion. I suppose it's in general. Like I read a really good book a while ago called Cradle to Cradle by William McDonough. He's an architect. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where the production of an item and its end of life are equally as important. And he thinks that we should be designing and manufacturing with future generations in mind. So, you know, obviously, with the way things are done now, we're not really doing that with global warming and everything that's happening. We're not Mm -hmm. thinking about the end of life of products, whether it be clothes or any other kind of process. So basically, he says that we should be designing and producing with future generations in mind and that we should be moving away from linear manufacturing where we're using raw materials, they're being processed and then they're, you know, essentially being dumped. Where instead we should be taking a circular approach by closing the loop and, and uh, eliminate, uh, eliminating production waste. Um, so like this can be applied to fashion and many companies are introducing closed loop collections. Um, cradle to Cradle encourages the pro- that the products remain uh, in continuous circuit where there is no waste. So they're constantly being reused. Scrap is made into new fabric, all of that. Uh, I think this is, um, oh, what was I looking at before? I remember seeing it and I actually read up on it because I thought it was actually kind of fascinating. Um, McDonald's, as in the place that we all love and eat in, actually place where I accidentally got the order wrong in Portugal and ordered three salads and three bottles of water. How? Anyway. How how did you end up ordering three salads instead of chips? Uh, Come here, it's three o'clock in the morning here, so (laughs) I'm just going to put it down to that. Um, But yeah, so anyways. 
oh, that was just a disaster. But as we got the phone back, we got our salads. Right. It's all good. I was obviously clearly thinking about us the next day and knowing that we need our greens. Um, but anyways, so what McDonald's do, because obviously, you know, the toys, I mean, the whole reason we scored those kids was you'd be like crying to get a happy meal just to get a toy. And then um, what they've done now is like they have like done this like toy drive initiative and they basically like used all the product waste and turned it into a playground in the UK. But not only that, it's a kind of a playground that actually can be not like dissolved, but like can be recycled again and again and again. And that's the plan. So when the playground gets to a position where it's maybe like a bit worn down, they need to do a new one. They're going to be able to recycle that product again. And their plan is to do this all across the UK. So hopefully it'll get introduced to Ireland after that. But I was like, that's fascinating. I was like, that just, that kind of blew up. So is that like circular fashion, but in... Yeah, it's production, it's manufacturing process, it's thinking with its end life in mind. So there isn't, it's circularity, it's constantly yeah. being reused. And like, this is the way we should have always been doing things. But like now, obviously, mm. like companies and businesses are putting systems in place that mean that, you know, they're driving towards this. And obviously, <clears throat> with everything that's going on in the world, and we're trying to reduce, you know, the emissions and everything, like we need to yeah. be uh, in systems like this. Oh, my gosh, yeah. actually re- I read during the week or heard during the week, I think it was on the, the news that um, the temperatures in Europe are just like rising at such a rapid rate in the last three decades. And it's like, like we are actually at like doomsday. So like I said, and fashion has a huge part to play in that. Like it's it's crazy. Huge, huge, huge part. And I, I always think that it's the least talked about part two. Um, yeah. You know, it's like such a huge contribution factor towards it. But like... Yeah, it's great. Like designers are trying to like do their bit by using offcuts, you know, offering repairs. Like with my new collection that's coming out, actually, if anyone buys something from me and if something happens, I repair it for free. Because to me, it's important that, yeah, it's important that if someone purchases something that they know if something happens that I I will repair it for them. Because that's what I'm designing for them, for them to have it for years and years. Um, And I think that's hugely important. Um. Yeah, like designers just using discarded waste and making them into new clothes and yeah, just using materials that are responsibly grow, grown and sourced. Um, so all of these kind of factors are so important, you know. Is that what we can do then? Like generally we previously spoke about the materials that are like bad, we'll say with plastics and stuff, you know, the, the kind of polyesters and all those ones that we should like that are quite bad. Is there a way that we can do a circular fashion? circular system with them like because they're here already so we might as well use them so like is there a way to utilize them I know it's not great but like instead of like throwing out your microplastic clothing like Mm. is there anything we can do to salvage I don't know just use what we already have oh no the the thing is it's like once there's plastic in something it doesn't matter what you make it into it's like with people using that like the fabric that's made from plastic bottles yeah it's great you're getting rid of this but they are still going to shed microplastics, you know, mm. that end up in our waterways, end up in the ocean, you know, all of this stuff that we talked about before. So like really the production of that kind of fabric needs to stop because that's what's damaging the environment. Like at least if it's natural fiber, yeah, you come into the issues with water usage, you know, and how they're mm. grown and pesticides and all of this stuff too, which needs to be considered. But it, if it's natural fiber and it's grown responsibly, you know, that's, okay. that's like, the best way that you can get your fabric. And I was just looking at this place in Italy called Manteco. And it's amazing. They have a closed loose system, but basically they have a zero waste system and they factor energy, water consumption and waste production into the entire life cycle of making the garments. And then they have this like system. It's really cool. So basically they take 
like let's say they make a luxury wool, right? And they take mm -hmm. uh, consumer waste. So let's say your old wool jumpers. And if they can't be sent, obviously, to a charity shop, they have systems for breaking down the wool. They actually have people that are employed to actually feel the fabrics and determine oh, wow. like what. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if this is like an old Italian kind of tradition because we definitely don't have that here. We should. But mm -hmm. they are able to feel the fabric and then determine how it can be shredded down and what fabric it would be made into. So imagine they're taking this waste and actually making it into a new fabric. Like how incredible would it be if we had that here in Ireland? Yeah, I'm surprised we don't because we're, I feel like sometimes we're kind of forward thinking with so much stuff, but like something like that, like I'm surprised we don't utilize more what we have on our island instead of like buying oh, and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Like, there's so much resources here. here. We have, no, we don't. We have so much. I think we have like 225,000 tons of textile waste each year. And they were saying that like, you know, whatever is donated to Oxfam, like 70% of that is shipped over to Africa. And like, you wouldn't mind, like, I know maybe some bits are helping people in, like need the clothes or maybe there's like sold over there, but a lot of the stuff that's shipped isn't wearable. So then it ends up being waste in this country that obviously is a third world country and doesn't have the systems in place to like, you know, recycle this stuff properly or get rid of it. So a lot of, you see those images coming back that like, oh, you know, the water yeah. is full of textile waste. It's mm. dumped everywhere. And you're like, so we've just gotten rid of our problem and gave it to this country that actually doesn't have anything to deal with this. You know, doesn't have any system in place to like break this down or to recycle it. So yeah, it'd be great if we had something like that here, you know, if we had like a, textile recycling place but I suppose there's so much effort and time that goes into that mm -hmm. you need to employ specific people to you know break down all these fibers and then reassign them to be made into something else like it's in an ideal world we would have that like amazing hopefully someday it would be incredible but I just like the fact that other countries have implemented this and you know they're they're making use of this waste like I think it's just so admirable and incredible. Like it's probably going to have to go down to, I was going to say our government, but you know what? It probably has to go higher than that again. It probably has to be an EU thing, like an all EU, all of Europe has to do this from now on. Like if Italy are doing it, like why can't the rest of us? Yeah. So I'd say that's, it's nearly going to have to go that far. It's going to have to go to Brussels to get, yeah. to get something over the line. But like, again, it goes back to, I suppose, where and what you already have. And you, as you said, like you offer free repairs. And you know what? I think more and more places are starting to offer that now. And I think, you know, mm. they should, because if you're going to sell someone a garment and it falls apart or like something happens yeah. or something, you know, you should do it. And it doesn't matter, I think, how old it is or how long you've had it. Like, that's the whole point. And, you know, you see people nowadays and they are like getting, I see like, you know, one of my aunties actually started, uh, I think, taking up knitting again and stuff. And she's like, you know, she wants to try mm. and make a few different things. And I think it's important that we, um, learn how to fix things as well, because like, geez, I've closed there and there might only be a small tear in them. And I just, like if I could just get a little bit, you know, a bit better at like sewing and just fix it myself because I think it's important. And I kind of like outfits that are a little bit like torn and worn. Yeah, no, like, it's so important. Around, like, yeah, and like a lot of people yeah. in Ireland, it's just not really a done thing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like even if you need to get like a machine fixed, there's like one lad up in Antrim that's not free for a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's a specific Jesus. type of machine because, you know, when all this stuff left Ireland and now like it's all been outsourced to other countries, like people stopped being qualified in these things. So now when you're looking for someone who is, you know, has knowledge in these specific areas, it's impossible. It's really like impossible to find. Oh my gosh. I never thought that. Yeah, the machine yeah. repairs and then. Yeah. Mad like think back in the day, like everyone had, uh, well, usually it was a singer, wasn't it? Or like one of those machines, like they were like, yeah, in I every think, household, like everyone had, had the, They had the manual ones as well. I think my dad was saying his mom had like a manual one. <clears throat> and she'd do all the like things. 
the big huge one isn't it no is that the one? yeah I don't know what way he was trying to describe it to me but obviously <clears throat> excuse me they didn't have electricity at the time so it was like whatever <laughs> way it was manual and I was just like oh my, oh my god. god can you I imagine that today for you imagine yeah oh my god so yeah so I guess I suppose is it, is it like how do you, I suppose we, like some stage maybe we can start the conversation with like more people in, in government to kind of say right look we need to do something yeah. about this because there's something there's funding for it there should be because you're 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 getting rid of that you know problem that we have with textile waste like we are one of the smallest we are one of the smallest in the EU yet we have the mm. highest volume like one of the highest volumes of textile waste so like where that's is it coming from just, we obviously have a problem that's just bananas mm. that's actually ridiculous because we are yeah. such a small island oh my god yeah. Jesus Stop the online shopping. <laughs> like cut off. I find the best thing to do is block, mute, unsubscribe from all those fast fashion websites and then they're not shoved in your face and then you're not feeling the need to have to buy things. Yeah, that's the truth. You say it, Megan. <laughs> right, I have to say, this is fast becoming my favourite part of the podcast. And I just think... It, yeah, I just, I actually really love it. I'm like, wait, can I just, like, obviously don't want to skip because, you know, we have to listen to everything very important that we say. But, um, yeah, your memories, as I said, do send them into us. Um, our Instagram is the breakup dress and we love you to share them with us. Like, no matter what kind of ones they are, like, they could be mad, gas, sad. We want to hear them all because let's face it, we all have so much to add. But anyway, give us some juicy ones. Oh, this one is, this is actually a good one. So this one came from Sarah. Um, um, she was saying her, uh, the only one she was saying about memory stick, the only one I think I was, um, an Aaron knit jumper my nan made me when I was seven. It's a huge red Aaron knit style jumper that she made a few sizes too big. So I'd grow into it, but it only fit properly when I was like 17, 18, cause I like, didn't grow at all. Still have it and wear it around winter time and think of her anytime I wear it. May she could make it at the time cause she had such bad arthritis in her hands, but she powered through best Nana going. She refused to be called Nana cause she thought it made her sound old. So always went by Nora. Oh, I love that. Really cute. I love that. Love that. That's so sweet. So what's your one this week? Mine. Um, well, actually, I'm a huge fan of iron, iron jumpers. I love them. Love them. But that just reminded me of my granny, actually. She had a cardigan that I still wear all the time now. It's like a, what is it called? Fisherman knit. And it was made in Glencraft Glen Knits, Ireland, right? So I had this for a long time. And I, I still wear it now all the time. And I was like, Glencraft knit. So I was looking it up and I couldn't find where it was produced. So then I found like another Glencraft knit jumper. I went online, found it was a vintage seller and it said produced in Leitrim. Oh, I know. And I, I like, I'm like, I was looking and then I was like, I wonder, like, was there a small, like, you know, manufacturing place in Leitrim for these knitted jumpers? Yeah. But I haven't been able to find it. So if anyone out there knows, would you let me know? Because like, I, I love my granny's cardigan and I wear it all the time. And I, I love when I always, when I see made in Ireland or whatever, I'm like, oh, I love this. But um, yeah, it'd be great to know. Joe, you know, every time something comes into the charity shop and it's like made in Ireland or it's an Irish, old, like a vintage Irish designer, mom goes, show that Sharon. Does Sharon do that? I was like, ma'am, Sharon doesn't have like, doesn't know every single designer that was in Ireland. I was like, she's not like, I can't just send her all these random people be like, Hey, did you know who this is? Did you know who that is? Like, she doesn't just, there's no, she doesn't just have all that information in her head. Like, I was like, she does maybe, I was like, maybe she'll prove me wrong. I was like, but it's yeah. like, cause there was, well, sure back then, like there was probably woolen mills in nearly every town and village. Yeah, there definitely, like definitely was like, it's, it's, it's so mad. Like, and I, I actually had, I forgot to mention about the memory I had with that, but when I got that cardigan, 
I think it was my mom again had it and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to wear this. And I put my hand into the pocket, right? And I was like, what, what is in the pocket or whatever? It was an old silver mint. So she'd obviously had a roll of silver mints and, you know, had eaten them and there was one left at the bottom. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. Like, cause she'd obviously been dead a long time, yeah. but I, you know, it's just so weird to think like she lived in this and she was eating her sweets in her pocket. And then it's just that like, you know, that kind of like, I don't know how to explain that feeling. How do you explain that? Like, did you eat it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, was it still? Was it still intact? It, yeah, no, like it was. Like, yeah, it looked worn. Like it, it had been there for a few decades. Obviously, like, <laughs> oh god. Obviously, I didn't fucking eat it. But <laughs> <laughs> it was just like that kind of sense of like, oh my god, this is so weird. She had just touched this, and she was, you know, yeah. but like, it was still like a really nice feeling. If that doesn't sound too weird or gross. <laughs> well, like we find we like we a lot of times the charity shop we get stuff in and it's been worn and you find stuff in the pockets you might find notes yeah. for you like you might find yeah loads of different things but like often if we can like we'll try contact person if it's something like that looks maybe that seems you know that they'd want to know about or um holy medals is a always found finding holy medals inside really? clothes yeah like it's so that's the thing that my mom always gives me medals and i'm going places what so. is my mom she's like oh you have something coming mm. up and she gives me this and then you feel so bad because obviously like i don't go to mass or whatever and i was just like oh thanks yeah i love my medals ever geez i say sometimes if i was ever actually there was one time my first car i think i had I don't know, ma'am had this thing that clipped on the top and it was like, I don't know, some angel with a driving safely or something. And then she was like medal around the something. And, and I think, who was in the car one time? I think it was like a guy I was dating or something. And he's like, what's with all the holy stuff? And there was a bottle of holy waters on it. And I was like, yeah, that's my ma'am. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm not joining the nuns anytime soon. But yeah, the, so I was like, ma'am, stop putting holy medals in my car. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking from the Sarah's email about the growing into it, I actually, it reminded me of that. Uh, so we lived in went from Dublin to Spiddle and then we'd be out in Granny's and Ardrahan every weekend before we moved out there and I'd always go up into the rooms and sure go into the wardrobes and I was always finding my aunt's like clothes and then one time I found this like pink corduroy baby pink like Barbie pink skirt but it was like I, I probably was a mini skirt but sure I was only I was only in like senior maybe first class well I was obsessed with pink like everything had to be pink it didn't matter like pink 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 you could just once you bought me something pink I was so happy like a pair of socks <laughs> pink fine like so I was so easy to please um and I didn't want much but once it was pink so anyways I had found it come downstairs to my aunts and I was like oh my god the skirt and I was like obsessed so obviously it didn't fit me because my mother's from when she was like a teenager or like I don't know early 20s so like my aunts and uncle, uncles, one of them I went down to the Haggart and got the orange baling twine. So <laughs> baling twine is for those who aren't familiar with farms is the, <laughs> I suppose the twine you have around square bales to keep them together. Like a load of farms have them. And, uh, yes, they wrapped it around my waist and tied it with baling twine. And I <laughs> thought I was shit hot. I was so obsessed with my pink skirt. So much so that I went back to Spiddle that night and it was a Sunday. And uh, like at that time we didn't have uniforms. And I was like, I'm wearing this the next day. So I slept in it. Because you know, obviously tied a bale and twine. So I slept in the skirt and wore it to school the next day. And like, like, how was this, how was this received in school? Like, what did the kids say to you? Do you know what? I used to wear an awful lot of, like, I would wear whatever I wanted. Like one time, do you remember those, um, plastic high heels that we'd have when you were a little girl with the little jelly on? shoes? No, they're actually like, like rock hard plastic. They'd be so bad for the environment. They're the little high heels and you'd wear them, you'd get them in like magazines and stuff. Do you remember them? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like the princess they, slippers. Yeah, and like yes. clack, clack, clack. Yeah. yeah, I wore them school. I wore them school one day because I loved them. Another time, I I think someone your mom let you wear them at school. My mom wouldn't have. She'd be like, take those. Oh, mom, let me do whatever I wanted. Another time, I wore um a pajamas school because I liked the color and the stuff on it. But the mom told them I was in my pajamas, so I was like annoyed about that. And then another time, I oh jeez, I wore like costume jewelry school. I wore clip-on <laughs> earrings, like mad stuff. Another time, I had a pair of clogs. So like the actual proper clogs, and I had a pair of them. Wore them to school. So I couldn't walk in the bloody things. Um, I was obsessed with um high heels when I was younger. So like, I'd convince like mom and dad to buy me like high heels when I was a little child and wear them to school. I'm sure couldn't walk but thought I was the coolest thing ever so sorry since then like I've chatted to like friends from Spiddle one of the girls said to me she goes oh my god she goes we always just thought you were so cool in school you always just had like your own sense of style and I was like oh my god like the absolute hack of me I was like how did mom used to let me I say it was like why did you let me out like that another time actually speaking of that I remember being on my farm and I wore it was like apparently it was the height of summer and it was like high 20s and I was walking back to the land of them because I used to go farm with them and I wore a red plastic raincoat and that's all I got apparently I didn't have knickers on I was like just for the rest of And like they were like they're probably the, my the granny I came around I was in granny's house and I refused to put anything else on and then they're, my, my uncle and my aunts were like she's going to pass out like with the heat and then but apparently I refused I was like no I'm wearing a raincoat and then the, that day they brought me into Galway into, into town and no it wouldn't take the raincoat off and they were like please say you put knickers on at this stage I probably yeah I think, and then, sorry no, I think it, that's all I had sorry all I had on was knickers and the <laughs> Red raincoat and I wouldn't, yeah, that's all I wore. I would refuse to put on anything else. I was a devil. And then Mammy's just, just let me wave it. I'll let her off. Do you know what, Megan? Your skirt and your orange bail and twine is going to be inspiration for my SF23. <laughs> <laughs> Who inspired you? This little girl that wore a skirt with bail and Circular fashion. I mean, all you have to do is go yeah. to any farm and any haggard and just get some bail and twine and there you go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Oh God, when I think back and there's loads of photos of me though. Jesus. Anyways. Oh my gosh. I think we were out of time, are we? Yeah, I think that's all oh, for this do. week, folks. But thank you so much for listening. And again, get your stories into us. Or if you've any questions, we are more than happy to answer. Remember the Instagram is the breakup dress. Um, please do follow us. And also um, so hit subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed, hit subscribe there on your phone right now please are your yeah reason. and even leave us a little review if you're enjoying it that would be fab yes a review would be great thank you so much and sure look we'll be back again next week bye bye